0: Nick and Rob, uh, beautiful Monday evening, and uh, excited to uh, do another week of Stealing Home podcast.
1: Yeah, man, uh, I always look forward to the podcast. I, you know, think about things all week that we can talk about, and there's some interesting things to talk about this week. How have yeah, you been, how have you been, Rob? Uh, pretty good, working like a
2: dog. Happy to be in this air conditioned house with this plus thirty weather lately.
1: Yeah, it's real hot up here in uh, in Central Saskatchewan.
2: And that's not just the baseball fever.
1: <laughs> anyway, uh, I think today we agreed that we're going to talk about something uh, that's kind of a reverse of what we talked about a few episodes ago, where we were saying if your team kind of sucks you and you need to sell out and go for lottery tickets. I think this week we're going to talk about not completely selling out for... A mediocre player that had a really good game or a really good week. Um, and where this comes from is over the weekend, Edinson Volquez threw a no-no.
2: Yeah, I'm sure everyone's heard about it. I mean, congratulations to him. Uh, I know it was probably a pretty emotional game for him. He dedicated it to Jordano Ventura and Jose Fernandez. Um,
1: crazy that it lined up to be on Ventura's birthday.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something else. I mean, you know, it's it, it's it was a a
0: beautiful thing to watch. Um, who's who's getting on that Volquez train? Everything inside of me today wanted to snag him up. Um, I had him. I had him at the beginning of the year too, uh, and dropped him instantly. Yeah, I've owned <laughs> him before,
1: not not this year, but I yeah. have owned Volquez before when he was pitching for KC. But uh,
0: but yeah, it's. You know what? Uh, what did you say? It's not worth chasing waterfalls. Is that how you put yeah. it? Yeah,
2: yeah. Don't don't yeah. go chasing that. Yeah.
0: Um, uh.
1: uh so that game that he just threw, that no-hitter, his changeup was something else. It was alive. The He could do anything that he wanted with uh, it. And, and and against a good team. And missed a lot of bats with it. Yep. But the thing is, uh, when you look at someone like that, you can go back and look at what Enantin Volquez has historically done and see that this no-hitter is probably an outlier.
2: Yeah, I think... Uh... I think it's a, the exception, not the rule. I, I don't think he's... I think he played over his head, you know, and it happens once in a while in baseball. It's just one of those anomalies. I wouldn't be picking him up. I have no interest in picking him up. I think uh, you, if you do, you're in for a roller coaster.
0: Uh, in our in our league format, scoring format, he has only broken 10 point more than 10 points twice, uh, not not counting the no-hitter, uh, this year in 12 starts so
1: yeah and and the thing is no hitters are very rare so it's not like there is anyone who you you can say oh he's going to go throw a no hitter today i think there's only 250 ish something like that i think his was number 254 if i remember correctly but that could very much be wrong in the history of professional baseball now uh where i wanted to go with this or where we wanted to go with this is that if somebody has a fantastic week like that You know, if a hitter is just on fire, someone like Eric Sogard on the Brewers, Uh, he's came up, he's been filling in, he was a bench bat for the Brewers, uh, and he's been super hot. I picked him up, I've been using him just because I've had a whole bunch of second base injuries, but I have no uh, illusions that he's going to be a centerpiece of my team for the rest of the year. Just like I don't think Volquez is going to be the centerpiece of anyone's pitching staff for the rest of the year.
0: Now, if he had made, maybe you had an injury this week, maybe you need to fill up pitching s- slot, um, would you pick him up for, for one more strike just to see what happens? Well, because he has pitched two games now, two good games in a row now. Yeah, and that's the thing.
1: If, if you personally think, if you watch the game, if you look at everything that you saw and you, and you think that, hey, Edison Volquez is putting it together, he's getting hot, you know, he's got the feel for all of his pitches, he can miss bats, he can do all that stuff, and he's got an easy start coming up. Absolutely. Like, if he's playing the Mets, the Phillies, Atlanta, absolutely. Uh, give him a start. But, I mean, if he's playing someone like the Cubs, the Nats, uh, the Rockies, I I don't want anything to do with that. Yeah, it's dear, clear. Um, I actually had a phone call today
2: uh, with uh, a guy I know that was asking me for a little bit of advice. Um, he currently rosters Yonder Alonso, who has 16 home runs so far this year. That's more than his, the two seasons prior. It's the most he's ever had. And he's fielding trade offers. Uh, and one of the offers that he uh, had was for Mark Reynolds of Colorado, who's also had a hot start to the year. Like, what do you do in that situation? Do you think Alonzo is going to be this
1: good all season? In that specific situation, I would, I would stick with Yonder Alonso because... All of the underlying statistics and all of the, uh, like, his batted ball profile. And you can read Fangraph's articles. You can read a lot of articles online uh, that talk about how he changed his approach at the plate. He's focusing on the launch angle of his balls. And it's been a huge boon for him. And I think that Yonder Alonso has an everyday, uh, he's playing every day for the A's. Whereas Mark Reynolds, uh, until the injury to Ian Desmond, he didn't have an everyday spot, and he's only created an everyday spot because he's got hot. And he's starting to cool off. And he is starting to cool off and could lose that everyday spot because the Rockies have a pile of talent sitting behind them that they could bring in to uh, to replace him, and he could go back to being just a bench bat.
2: No shortage of bats in Colorado, uh, in that's for sure. Um I think I'm I'm all set on the, the the who you should pick up, hot or not, topic. Yeah.
1: Uh, while did. we're while we're talking about the about the Rockies, I said something in the last podcast that I wanted to uh, talk about super quick. I said that David Dahl was progressing uh, back into uh, baseball activities, and I was keeping my eye on him. Cancel that. Uh, his rehab's been stalled it looks like he's still a long ways out probably not coming back until August maybe even September at this point maybe not this season so steer clear yeah sorry sorry if you took took my advice so, I, I almost took my advice <laughs>
2: so uh changing gears here a little bit uh, I read an article earlier this week uh, that said that Bryce Harper would love to play for the Chicago Cubs
1: yeah, I read the same one. Uh,
2: which I found very interesting. Obviously, that wouldn't happen anytime soon. But it, it kind of got me thinking. Uh, is baseball going to go the way of, of the the NBA or even to some extent the NFL? Like, is baseball going to start having super teams? And I know that's a really tough term to throw around because some people would say, well, the Dodgers are a super team all the time. But you know what I mean. Like, you have fr- like a franchise player like like Bryce Harper. And say hypothetically, he goes to Chicago and they keep Chris Bryant somehow. If that's not a super team, I don't know what is. Do you guys think baseball will move that direction?
0: I that's I this I, just, I think that there already are super teams because of the salary cap or the lack thereof. Um the New York Yankees put those teams together for years. Arod and uh Jeter. and Cheater. Like there you go. Right right then and there. Those are two maybe two of the greatest baseball players even better than Chris Bryant and Embrace Harper. And they had them for years. Um, I think that... And why? Because they have a $160 million payroll.
2: Do you not think... Okay, so in this hypothetical, do you not think baseball has, uh, maybe to some extent, a little bit more loyalty when it comes to their franchise players?
1: I, th- I think that baseball is really... Really interesting to me, and it's why it's become one of my favorite sports as I've grow- as I've grown older, because there's so much going on, and it's it's there's nine players on your team, twenty five players on the you know between the bullpen and the dugout and on the field and everything like that, and how you how you put the team together and your whole mentality about putting a team together is. Is really interesting to me because there are teams like the Yankees, the Dodgers, the you know these high high market teams, big market teams that can afford to go out and give a guy a three hundred million dollar contract over ten years. Even Miami has Giancarlo Stanton on a I think it's three twenty five over ten years. I'm sure I'm wrong and I'm gonna get lit up about it, but it's something ridiculous like that. And and that's one way to do it, but then you have other teams who, and of course everyone will talk about the A's back in the early 2000s with their money ball period, uh, even small market teams these days, where they don't have that, they don't have those elite veterans on the big contracts, but they have these young up-and-coming guys, they work with that, they have a lot of, not year-to-year roster turnover, but they're always putting together a team made up of young, cost-controlled guys. You know, those guys making their names, becoming the big names in baseball. And and you can put together a team on a $30 million payroll just as much as you can on a $160 million payroll. Now, do the big spenders usually do better? Yeah. But sometimes, you know, and you look at parity across the league, I think it's
0: pretty good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Who would you say is the super team right
0: now? The Cubs, really? Rizzo, Bryant, Baez. Uh, I think they had what, what? Did they have last year six All Stars?
1: Uh, it's so, it's so hard with All Star voting being I know a but, public vote, but vote.
0: like you could make the case that. Like, like
1: Kyle Schwarber is looking like he might be an all star <laughs> this year, and he's one of the worst outfield, yeah. one of the worst hitting outfielders in the National League.
0: Like,
2: yeah, I remember when I hyped him up a whole lot in like the first couple <laughs> episodes of this? I'm uh, retracting all those yeah. statements. But
0: when he does hit a home run, it's usually like 500 feet.
2: Yeah, well, when you weigh 350 pounds, <laughs> it's pretty easy to get that ball going.
0: That is true. Uh, it's but tough. I mean, but there are clear cut. It's sp- it's hard. It's hard compared to like compared to the NBA. Because the NBA you have five, five guys. guys. And even the super teams only really have three significant players on the teams. So if you look at the finals right now with the Golden State and the Cavs, only three of the five or I guess Golden State true. you could say four of the five. Yeah. Are our top. And and players. maybe the
2: best six man off the bench.
0: Yes. But it's it's one of those things that there's you only have to keep six of them, not
2: yeah, that's not true. a whole
0: pitching staff, a whole bullpen, a whole outfield. And you have to have your, your utility guys I think it,
2: I think the only way to really <clears throat> classify a team as like a, a super team in that sense, I think would would be in the, your pitching rotation. Like if you had a serviceable uh lineup uh of batters. But say say Chicago somehow just up and went and or no, uh, let's say LA went and got Max Scherzer. Like you're winning two out of five games almost automatically. Yeah. Would you consider that to be different than what they are now? I would consider that to be like a super team.
1: See, for me with baseball, I just find that it doesn't matter how, what your salary is or how much you're spending on salaries that you just look at the league from year to year and even the worst teams in the league win about 30% of their games. And, and, I mean, that's not good. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's I'm not saying that those teams uh, shouldn't be trying to do better or it might be their salary that's that's holding them back. But when I look at the NBA standings over the regular season, and I'm not an NBA guy. I don't follow it as much as you guys do. But I see teams that are winning over the course of a 82-game season they play, I think. Mm-hmm. Winning seventeen percent of their games, that's and then you have the Golden States winning or Golden State winning what like eighty five percent of their games or something like that or eighty something percent of their games. There is very little parity there. There it's it's such a wide margin in the NBA because in the NBA you can make a super team. You know, in the NHL it's harder. You can make a super line. I don't think you can make a super team. You can have an overwhelming. Uh, you know line on the ice at a given time. Football football's hard because it's so cost controlled with their salary cap.
0: Yeah, I think it comes down to two is the difference in talent in the uh as far as like the NBA from like your top tier guys to your second tier guys. There's a big divide. That that's a huge divide there yeah. whereas in the uh in in baseball it's not as as much.
2: Okay, and and, and keeping with this uh I want to ask: Do you think that players will start taking, uh, kind of a similar route to those other leagues? And do you think some guys are going to start taking salary hits in order to get win championships?
1: I think some guys do already. Yeah. Yeah. I like. There's definitely guys in the league who, who, or sorry, in professional baseball. Who I think aren't being paid as much as they could because they like the team that they were with. Uh, Take Mike Trout, for instance. He signed that six year extension for like $114 million a couple years ago. And to be fair, that bought out some of his arbitration years. But that is such a cost effective contract for the Angels. It's outrageous. I think that Kenley Jansen wanted to stay on the Dodgers. He wanted to keep pitching with Clayton Kershaw, he wanted to keep playing with Justin Turner you know, all of his friends that he has there. I think that he took less money to be on the Dodgers than he could have gotten elsewhere. I'm I'm sure that Miami or even San Francisco would have been willing to pony up for Kenley Jansen if he said, hey, look, if you pay me an extra 3 or $5 million, then I'll come to you. But I think he made the decision to stay. And that's just, a, like, two examples. But I think that there is... Is Eraldis Chapman all about that scroll. Well,
2: I think so. I think so, too.
0: Yes and no, but look what team he went to. He went to the Yankees. Well, yeah, because they're paying most money. But still a good team that has a chance to win.
2: Yeah, especially in the next three or four years. You know I,
0: I take
1: that back. I think that this Chapman really likes playing on the Yankees. I, I think that he went to the Cubs, won his championship, was a integral part of that championship run. But he went back to the Yankees, and I I think he honestly enjoys playing there.
2: Yeah. What would you say, if my hypothetical situation ever did come true, what would you say if Bryce Harper did leave and go to the Cubs and let's say Washington made a competitive offer? What does that say about the guy?
0: That he didn't stay with Washington? Yeah. Do you think Washington's talent level and Chicago's are that much different? No, I don't. I think.
2: But do you think Golden State's talent level and OKC's talent level is that different?
0: Golden State and Cleveland.
2: No, OKC. When or Kevin When Kevin Durant, Durant left, I'm sorry, we are just yeah. spilling <laughs> into in basketball a little bit. But do you think the talent was that different? Yeah, I don't think so.
0: Yeah, you, you have the best two way guard in Clay Thompson. You have Draymond Green, one of the, he is the best two way guard in the NBA. It's it's, it's Draymond it's, Green's one of J the Mon best defensive, one of the players. defensive players in the NBA, and you have the arguably the top three, um, top three. Okay, uh, okay. And
1: and what did Curry. that series go to then? Sometimes I wish that we did this as a YouTube series <laughs> so that all the listeners could see just how blank the expression on my <laughs> face is right now. No, I have you know no what idea I mean. what these guys if, are talking if about.
2: You're, if you're making it to the conference final, you're not nothing.
0: Yeah, that's true, but you... So, if, say, say Bryce Harper here.
2: doesn't quite make it to the World Series and then decides, I'm going to Chicago to win a World Series. Does he get treated the same way Kevin Durant did? Does he get called a traitor?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. From everyone in Washington. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Yeah. But does does Washington have the cash to pay him four or five hundred million dollars? That's the thing. Is I you know it's all speculation right now, and the the, the jump in contract from the current biggest contract to a five hundred million dollar contract is and crazy to think about. But you know I was a little something I read today was that a and unnamed GM, so I take this with a grain of salt, you know, I don't really believe this that much, but said that the Bryce Harper talks are going to start at $400 million, which isn't that crazy.
0: Well, it wasn't even that long ago when, uh, I remember Vernon Wells got paid, like, $100 million. Remember, for, like, was it six years, $100 million? And it was bonkers. Now, there seems like they're going to have $100 million contracts, $150 million contracts every other day. Air day. so the the thing is for me uh, when
1: I watch sports, I I like having guys on my team like like I like having Josh Donaldson on the Blue Jays because I like watching Josh Donaldson play. I like having Marco Estrada on the Blue Jays because I enjoy his pitching style. But I'm not going to begrudge these guys if they can go make. It's funny because ten I don't understand what ten million dollars is right like that's just such a completely crazy amount of money for me. But if somebody said, hey, you can work here or you can work there and make an extra $10 million, I would do it every time, right? So I can't begrudge these guys if they chase the money. I, I, I think that if uh, super teams pop up in baseball, it you know it, if they become a commonplace thing and there becomes that disparity from the top and bottom of the league, that's no good for baseball. But
2: Depends how you look at it. I, I, I don't know the stats or anything, but I'd be curious to see what the NBA viewership has changed over the past five years, given the the you know LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, Miami initially. Well, I
0: think even Boston. I think when Boston, Boston did sure. it, that was the big.
2: But people love change. to see that talent. They yeah. love to see those teams dominate and do things that no one's ever done before. But I bet so
0: you, I think I think the, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know the numbers, but I bet you the playoff. Uh, people watching the playoffs up until now, the the final series have been down because they knew, they know everyone knew Golden State and, and Cleveland were going to be in the finals, so why would we even bother watching? Um, but I guess...
2: Hey, man, yeah. I like watching guys dunk, and I like watching guys hit dingers. So,
1: yeah. And I think yeah. it, I think a big part about baseball that's always going to keep it... Uh, guy, people have an opposite uh, view of what I do because I don't really have a hometown team. Toronto is... Like three thousand kilometers away from where I am. Not
0: even the closest team to us. Yeah, uh,
1: so so it's hard for me because it's like I want Toronto to be good, but it's uh, you know I also like watching players. But um, hey, on Chris,
2: please make that comment. He was whispering it to me, <laughs> yeah. but it's it's actually great.
0: Denver is the closest. Uh, Colorado is
2: actually our home team, apparently. Yeah,
0: Colorado would technically be the closest by like forty five minutes next to Seattle.
1: What about Minnesota? Minnesota well, is way closer. Yeah, is Minneapolis St. Paul is about like, I think it's a thousand kilometers. Yeah, it's not that far away from us. But anyway, baseball is much more of a regional sport, and I don't get that because I'm not in the region where my baseball team is. But, you know, it's like a Cardinals fan is going to be a Cardinals fan for life. So if they see a guy being unfaithful to the Cardinals and, you know, selling out for more money, they're, you know, they're going to rightfully say that he is a traitor. I just don't have that same mindset, but. Fair enough.
0: Oh, you're right by forty minutes, Minneapolis. Oh, so is, it's pretty, close. Yeah. It is
2: close. Uh, I think that's all I have on on that topic. That was pretty good. I think we got some yeah, yeah we, insights there. Uh,
0: well, I think I just want to add one more thing too. As, as far as that goes, um, the talent depth and the and the player pool for baseball is, I think, probably twenty times deeper than it is in basketball, because. I think you need to be a certain body type to be successful at basketball. There are anomalies, yes, in basketball. Um, and hockey. hockey's not even that... Hockey's not. There's not enough people playing it to yep. have that depth. It could because you don't need to be 6'5 to be a professional hockey player. Um, but baseball, same thing. You don't need to be big to be a successful baseball player.
2: You can be shaped can, like a panda.
0: Yeah, and be very good at it. So I think that opens up the door for more uh, more people to come out of nowhere and be superstars.
1: Yeah, uh, sorry, I just laughed at Rob's joke. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, <laughs>
2: like like thirty seconds after I said it, it starts snickering. We uh, <laughs> we went
1: a little off topic today. Uh, well, we kept on baseball, but yeah, we well, went a little off topic yeah. on fantasy baseball. Um, we would really like to do another episode where we field some questions from you guys. So if you have any questions for us, we'd love to hear them. Get in touch with us. Somehow.
0: Rob? Rob, how do they get in touch with us? How do you Take get in us touch out. with us? us
1: home.
2: Uh, you can follow us at Home KNR on Instagram or Twitter, or you can uh, shoot us a little email at ceilinghomeknr@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Slide to those DMs. Sliding them. They're dry right now. We, we need some love, people.
0: <laughs> are we done? We're out. Oh, also, yeah, DM us for hats. Oh, DMS, DMS, for, oh, DMS hats.
2: for hats. We're going to be posting some pictures. Yeah. We've got some prototypes. We've got okay. tight camel, Nick hates the camel, We've also got black who hate camo. shouldn't hate
1: camo.